Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity. Want to be a part of it? Well, find out how you can help by donating, by sponsoring, or even joining us. Just visit nhradio.org.uk. Oh, that is brilliant. That is called Down to Earth Kind of Man. Um, and uh, it's from a gentleman called Travis Logan, who I'm very pleased to say is on the other end of this phone. Good morning, Travis. Good morning, Kev. How are you doing? I'm not too bad at all. I must say, that song, you sound so much like Don Williams on that song. That That is a brilliant track. Yeah, you like that one. Well, uh, that was one of the first uh, songs I ever wrote many, many years ago. And uh, we just come from a down-to-earth family, you know, uh, born and raised in Derbyshire. Um, my father was a miner. And uh, mother worked scrub floors for a living, you know. So we had that sort of down-to-earth upbringing. And uh, country music was being played, you know, especially on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> well, we, and we, we, my father just used to listen to country music, um, which is why I got into country music from a young boy, you know. Well, I don't blame you because I love country music. Now, as you mentioned, you, you were born into a mining, mining family. Um, I mean, was that ever a job option for you? Because, I mean, back in the day, you know, sort of you were expected to go into the same occupation as your father. So w- w- was there ever that option for you to, you know, to go into mining or was it country music all the way? Well, I, I guess there was that option because, I mean, uh, there were no sort of computer jobs because there were no computers in those days. Um, as such, you know, um, the option was there for me to go, but my father um, he used to say, I don't want you working down the mines, boy. You know, find a different career, you know. So uh, I played uh, in bands and school I Stedfords, you know, from being a little boy. Um, I started playing the guitar when I was about five or six, and that went on to, um, I think, all the kids play the recorder. That's how it started, I think, at school. And then uh, I joined a youth orchestra when I was about 11, uh, playing the violin. Uh, Then went for piano and organ lessons, you know, so uh, I just love music and and musical instruments, so I just love to play them, you know, I still do now, of course. Now then, I've I've read somewhere that um, you made your first record, and, and it, it said on, on what I read, when you were about ten or eleven years old, w- would that be with the Northeast Derbyshire Orchestra? Yes, that was with the yes, it was actually um, recorded in a college, the Chesterfield College of Technology and Arts, is where it was recorded um, onto a vinyl in them days. Uh, Tapes and vinyls. I remember, remember them well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all CDs and MP3s now, isn't it? It is an all, yeah. So, um, I mean, what was... Because, you know, it was an orchestra, so what sort of music was it that, you know, that, that was being recorded? Was it, uh, you know, sort of orchestral music, or what, what type of music were you playing with the orchestra? Yes, it was um, classical music. We were recording... Uh, now it's that long ago, um, possibly a Tchaikovsky uh, piece of music. Um, but it was to raise money for charity. Um, so I think it was about maybe a 40 or 50 piece orchestra. And I was obviously in the violin section, you know. Um, so that was my first recording um, or for, first experience of recording. 
Wow. Now, you said your dad was a big country music fan and country music was sort of being played all, all the way uh, sort of through your childhood. What sort of country music was it that you were sort of brought up on? Who, who were you listening to? Who was your dad listening to at that time? Uh, well, my father used to like uh, Slim Whitman was a, uh, and Jim Reeves, uh, you know, Hank Laughlin. We used to have records by... Uh, Merle Haggard, you know, Johnny Cash, the, the sort of usual um, standard um, top names, you know, from way back in the day. Um, yeah, so, but me, I I, I like the uh, real traditional country music, you know, Tex Ritter. I was listening to some Tex Ritter, for example, last night. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I can remember having a Tex Ritter album with Blood on the Saddle on, um, and... Uh, uh, Years and years ago, I, I, I was such a massive country music fan that um, I, I was actually asked as a guest onto um, Reg Cooper's Orange Blossom Special, which was the country music on Radio Nottingham, uh, when I was, I must have only been about 10 years old. And one of the tracks I took in was Blood on the Saddle by Tex Ritter. I adore that song. It is such an atmospheric piece of, of music um, on, on there as well. So, I mean, it just shows you how sort of, far back my country music uh, uh, roots go as well so um, and I can remember seeing Slim Whitman at the Theatre Royal um, performing live what what a performer Uh, great voice and his son was on on the bill um, as well so and it's nice to know that sort of that music is still being listened to today and you can hear it in, in sort of you know the roots of your music as well Let's bring you back. Let's bring you to 2009. Now, that was a big year for you as uh, you recorded your album in Nashville. How different is recording in the home of country music to recording an album in the UK? Um, they say something called the Nashville sound. Yeah. Now, it, there's like a distinct sound with the Nashville uh, recording. Um, and I could not, I've got a recording studio, and I could not recreate that sound, no matter how much I tried, you know. And uh, I'd hire the best musicians, uh, but uh, as good as the notation was, the end result, the sound was just not quite, you know, to my ears anyway. Um, so that's why I decided to go and, and, and take a bunch of my own compositions and have them recorded in Nashville um, to get that authentic, Nashville sound, basically. What what is it then that that actually makes that Nashville sound? Then what sets it aside from sort of UK recorded um, country albums? How how did they get that sound? Um, I think it's all down to the multi million dollar studios they've got. You know, they've got the top notch everything, like you know, and. Uh, uh, whether it's where they place the musicians in the actual studio, whether it's the acoustics, um, I don't know. It, it, it's um, it, it's just a, a well-known thing, the Nashville sound, you know, and there is a distinct difference. There, there um, is, definitely, yeah. So Now yeah. then, um, that year, 2009, was also uh, the year that you won the Best Solo Male Artist and Best British Album of the British Country Music Awards. I mean, that's not bad going for an engineer from Chesterfield, is it? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been working many years though to get to that uh, point. You know, um, to to get national recognition, um, it, it takes it can take a a long time. You know, because when you when you're on the road and you're covering, 
um, I don't know, you're in Derbyshire one day and then you're in uh, Yorkshire the next, then uh, Lincolnshire and Lancashire. You visit all these different counties. Um, to, to, to make an established name takes quite a few years to do that, you know. Um, so my say- first gig was, yeah, it was way back in 1983, my first professional gig anyway. Uh, first sort of paid gig. And uh, it's taken from then till till 2009 before I started getting the, the accolades. All those years to become an overnight success, eh? So, who well, do you, I, know, I know that you said you listened to Tex Ritter last night, but who do you listen to musically nowadays? Say, say if you're out on the road and you've got the music on in the car, um, who, who do you listen to now? Uh, again, it, it's all the traditional um, country music. Um, with, with YouTube, um, I'm, I'm discovering artists. Um, some still, most of them sort of dead and gone now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, uh, who were artists in their own right in America, but they were never put forward. Um, the, the layman, if you like, you know, the the, um, the layman of country, but they never yeah. got the recognition. Um, but their songs and their vocals, etc., were just as good as the uh, you know the boys and girls who did make it. Um, if not better, in my opinion. So um, I have been recently uh, hooked on YouTube, downloading songs um, from guys who never made it in the business. You see, I'm still finding that. I'll go on YouTube and I'll I'll find a track which the person I'd never sort of heard of before, the songs I'd never heard of before, and you get hooked on it. Uh, don't you? I mean, recent, I think it was last week we played. Um, we, we, we've got a feature called "Never Mind the Covers." Here's the original, and uh, we played the original version of that song. Going to get, uh, going to get along without you now. I never knew that it was a bluegrass number by someone called Roy Hogshead. I'd never heard of him before, and an amazing version of it as well. 1951, I believe. Um, you know, so it, it's a great education, but. Uh, it, it's one of those sort of pastimes where you need quite a bit of time because once you get on there, that's it. It's difficult getting on. It's like these people who look at cats and dogs uh, doing silly things on, on YouTube. You, you get on there and, uh, you know, you're always discovering, aren't you? Mm. Yeah, it is quite addictive, isn't it, that one? It is, yeah. So, what do you think of um, the, the sort of the modern country music, the, the music that's coming over sort of from America and Nashville um, nowadays? Um, have you got any opinions on, on sort of the newer country music sing, uh, singers? I think I think every generation, I mean, if you go back to um, to the traditional side of things, you know, the texture to uh, Gene Autry, you know, then Hank Williams came along and then sort of Lefty Frizzell. And then the torch was passed from Lefty to Merle, who came with a different sound, you know. And then throughout the 80s, we got the uh, Waylon Jennings and uh, Chris Christopherson, the outlaw sound. Uh, then it changed in the 90s with Alan Jackson, who came along, and Randy Travis, you know. So even though I prefer the more traditional music, every decade or so, it seems to change slightly, you know, and... and uh, uh, obviously, we're in 2021 now. Me personally, um, I'm not for the modern um, country music. Uh, 
Uh, I, prefer, I prefer the emotions and the pedal steel guitars and, and the traditional side of country. The wonderful sound so have, of Lloyd Green yeah. as well. I always, whenever anybody says pedal steel, I always think of Lloyd Green, um, yeah, br- well, brilliant uh, musician. So, and of course, yeah. Chet Atkins, of course, with the guitar, um, the old Gresh um, that, that he used to play. It, you know, it, it's, as we said before, it's a, a continually sort of discovering type thing, isn't it? Even with people who have been around for, you know, for years and have, have passed on, there's always something new to discover, isn't there, with country music? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's almost as though it's like evolving. You know, the, the country music evolves. But I use the analogy, uh, Kevin, um, like if you're going to bake a traditional Christmas cake, you have the traditional ingredients, etc. If you start to put in different ingredients, yes, it becomes a cake, and yes, it may taste nice, etc. But it's still not a traditional country music. Still not a traditional um, Christmas cake. You know, and I assimilate that analogy with country music. You know, when you start replacing pedal steel guitars with, I don't know, um, electric distortion guitars, mm. etc. Even though they're calling it sort of modern country music, um, to me, it, it will never sort of fit the traditional side of things. You know, it'll never be traditional country music. But I don't dislike the modern stuff at all. Um one thing I do know is, uh, way back in the day, if uh, Johnny Cash or Merle Haggard came on the radio, you knew exactly who was singing. Yeah. They had distinct voices. Now, when I listen to the modern stuff, um, I uh, sort of start to scratch my head and think, now, who's that? They seem to blend, don't they, into each other, uh, a lot of them. So, but uh, yeah, They I mean, don't have the distinct voices anymore. No. That, that, that's right. I mean, all, all you've got, all you've got to do is hear the first few bars of a Johnny Cash song. You know, it's Johnny Cash. Um, exactly. you know, so uh, yeah. Now then, um, I mean, you sort of, in, in, you sort of incorporate the whole sort of country and western uh, feel because I know that you, you're a massive fan of western films. How many western films do you actually own? Oh, um, well, all I can say is. is uh, <laughs> I have a like a bit a room, like a bedroom type thing, just dedicated to um, all the the old records and DVDs. Uh, I've got a lot on DVDs now, um, but obviously still the the old video cassettes. So so yeah, I have a room dedicated as to how many's in there. Uh, I have no idea. Hundreds, absolutely hundreds. What, what would you say then is your favourite all-time western? Can can you pick just one or two? Um. Well, I, obviously, I like the the Alamo mainly the John Wayne uh, um, films. You know, uh, the Alamo, I would say, would be one of my favourites. Uh, the uh, the Last Wagon with uh, Richard Widmark would 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 be another. Yeah. So there's so many too. There, there, there are so so many and so many classics um, over the oh, years as well. And I mean, I, this is the sort of thing that I was brought up. Saturday and Sunday afternoons, uh, you know, sat on my dad's knee uh, when I was a kid watching, you know, all these old old wonderful films with with John Wayne. A great way to bring back memories as well um, of, yeah. of your childhood. So now then, Travis, how do we find out more about you, your music, and where we can see you? 
well, I did have a website. It's currently at the moment um, down. Um, well, I'll explain later as to why it's down. Um, but uh, uh, I do have a, a Facebook page. Um, but if people want to email me and find out where I am, I can send um, a gig sheet out, actually, via email. So if people email travislogan64 at AOL.com, I could sort of email a, a date sheet out for Mom. 2022. Marvelous stuff, and I know that I've seen it sort of on your Facebook uh, site, all the all the sort of gigs that you are doing, and I know uh, that you'll be at the Blue Ridge Country Music Club um, on Friday, the twenty second of October. Um, it starts at eight thirty. Now that I can never remember, is that San Diego or is it Stapleford? I, it's I, Stapleford. Stapleford. That's right. Yeah, with the two being so close together. Um, you know, yep. it's just sort of going over the border a little bit. So, so that's the Blue Ridge Country Music Club in Stapleford, Friday the 22nd of October. That all kicks off at 8.30. And then if you're the other side of town in December, on Sunday the 5th of December, uh, you, can, you can go and see Travis at Fred's Place um, at Map- on Mapley Plains um, on there. Fred, I don't think Fred's uh, any... He's not with us anymore, is he? Because I, I knew Fred when I was a kid. Yes, unfortunately, um, Fred passed away, uh, but his wife has continued running the country music club with help from, uh, from well, from somebody else, like you know. So, uh, at least it's continuing. It is continuing. I, I, as I say, I can remember when when I was young, going up to um, to Fred's place. It wasn't at, uh, up on Mapley Plains at that time, um, but and seeing some brilliant live country music. And I'm so pleased that his wife's carrying the mantle on. Um, so, so Sunday the 5th of December we can see you up at Fred's Place up on Mapley Plains and before that uh, Friday the 22nd of October which is this Friday coming I do believe um, at uh, the Blue Ridge Country Music Club uh, in Stapleford um, so, I mean uh, looking at, at your gig list you, you must spend half, the, half of your life on the road <laughs> yeah well uh, 220 gigs was the norm 220 around 220 gigs a year you know uh well there's 365 days a year so i mean i obviously have as much time as i can off to go a little bit of fishing i enjoy a little bit of fishing um in fact i'm down here on the south coast uh now at the moment down in dorset and it's a beautiful sunny day marvelous good for the fish is it down there yeah um well i have a little fishing boat in all fairness, down here, and so I'm down here. We had to collect, we had to bring it in from the harbour because it's moored in the harbour. Well, I tell you what, and, the sun's uh, shining on the water, and you just sat there relaxing, the nice and peace, peaceful and quiet. Um, I, I can't think of a better way of spending a Sunday morning. Um, I, I can't. It, it just sounds absolutely wonderful, um, and that ties in actually with um, with the song that uh, you've chosen to to close with, called "We're All in the Same Boat." Tell us a little bit about the song. <laughs> well, I, I actually wrote the song on the back of the boat whilst I was fishing. We were sort of through uh, the hooks and lines over, waiting for the fish to bite. And um, whilst I was there, I got these thoughts going through, as you do as a songwriter. Um, and you have to write them down or you forget, you know. And uh, so I started writing this song, um, We're All in the Same Boat. You know, um, using that as an analogy, 
for you know for life itself um, and, and it's true we're all in the same boat you know we come into this world we have a life and then we sort of leave eventually we, we and, do in, we uh, do, yeah and so that gave me inspiration to write this song so it was written on the back of my boat in Dorset marvelous stuff so you're back down there uh, on the boat we're going to play the uh, the song as well um and uh, and we'll see you on friday the 22nd of october at the blue ridge country music club travis it's been lovely speaking to you and, and sort of you know sort of finding out more about you and and, and your roots um so and, and it's great that you, you know you're such a big fan of the old style country same as myself you can't beat it can you absolutely not absolutely not no no well, look, I will wish you... Uh, by the way, do you throw the fish back or do you keep them? Uh, it depends what species they are. It depends how big they are. Ah, oh, right, OK. So uh, so is it going <laughs> to be fish for Sunday tea then tonight? Um, well, uh, there's still quite a bit of mackerel around on the south coast here. So if, if we get some mackerel, um, yeah, possibly... Uh, We'll have some smoked mackerel. Marvellous stuff. Well, happy fishing. Thank you so much for taking your time out to have a chat to us. Um, and we'll carry on playing the great country music uh, as the such as the ones that you produce. Uh, have a great day fishing, Travis. OK, Kev, thank you very much, and God bless to all your listeners. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Creating and rekindling memories. NHR.